Welcome back, dude. You all right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm still sick. I'm, I'm sorry that we've been gone for so long. You did it for the greater good of the sports podcast. I, I, I give you credit, man. I do. I do. You know, it, I, it's it's the XFL, two overtime thrillers, the two playoff firsts, and a fake punt. It's just, it's got me shook. I do. I'll tell you what, man. I had my skeptics on the XFL, right? And it was only because of how it was the first time around, like 15 in, like it was a disaster. There is good football being played. Absolutely good football. Oh, dude, it's awesome. And I like I like seeing shit that, you know, we used to see when we were kids, you know, and stupid trick plays and college football type shit that like even college football teams don't do anymore. Like I love gimmick plays, you know, like who doesn't love who doesn't love that makes for great entertainment. I'm sorry if it's gonna be an entertainment industry, I wanna be entertained. But you know what, don't don't let it fool you. The NFL is all about entertainment too. And and the and the refs play a part in that. And don't act like that that they don't, right? It's all about drama and, and everything else. But. Oh yeah, well look look what's going on in the NFL right now. Like, you know, like who's who's gonna sign Lamar Jackson? Are the Ravens gonna let him get traded? Like, you know, I mean, it's it's everything like, like or what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, you know, like, I mean, and then in the midst of everything else, you got the upper personal stuff. Like it really, it really seems like they took this, this, this monologue from like Madden games, you know, like, like, yeah. are you, are you going to move the team? Are you going to be the coach? Are you going to be the owner? Like, like Dan Schneider right now, like, you know, they, they're, they're, they're pretty sure the commanders are pretty sure that they, you know, they got a buyer going in right now, you know, Harris and uh, the really a preliminary deal with magic Johnson, you know, like, and it's, it's drama. It's, it's drama. Nonetheless, you know, well, like you heard, the- you heard about the Cowboys. Right, the Dallas Cowboys. So Jerry Jones's son is trying to oust him as the controlling person in the Dallas Cowboys. Right. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know what? The NFL is, in my opinion, they are one step away from being the freaking Bull Durham of professional sports, where the coach is a player and the play. It's it's just. And that's what it is. So you got all these guys, you know, and guys like us, you know, uh, for the off season, they're like, Oh man, what's going to happen to draft this guy or what's going on or, and, and so everybody has their, you know, their analytics or their breakdowns or they're watching guys on film or tape and all this other things that are going on. And the reality is, and, and believe it or not, like, and Take the draft, for example. There was a guy drafted, I believe, back in, like, I want to say, like, 97 or 98. He prepared himself for the draft. All he did is go out and find a trainer to train him to get drafted. I can't remember who got drafted by. I want to say it was probably, like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something like that. Like, he got drafted high in the draft, like, number four, number five, something like that in the draft. And he sucked. Bottom yeah. line was at the end of the day, he sucked. So like you can train for everything, but you know, there's certain things that you can't teach, you know? And, and now what they're doing is, is they're, they're trying to drum up all this other drama to, to be like, okay, well, well, this guy's this, or this guy's that, or, 
Uh, you know, like, come on, man. You got guys out there that are still playing with, like, injuries after injuries or, or like, right now, like, what's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins, you know? And everybody's saying, well, a good fit is the Kansas City Chiefs. Brett Veach is not going to go out and give up a third-round pick or even a second-round pick no. for DeAndre Hopkins. Why? Because, and I, and I, and I talked about you about this earlier in the week, because he's after a different set. He's going by he's going by the James Johnson book that they published for the um or I'm sorry, the, the John James book that was published for the Major League Baseball back in uh what was it like two thousand one or two thousand two when the Oakland Athletics had Giambi and uh and and Johnny Damon and they lost everybody to like well, Boston. They had, they, had, they had both Giambis. They had Jeremy right. and, and right. And they yeah, lost, yeah. you know, and they lost them the next season, you know. And and they're like, well, how are we gonna how are we gonna build a a World Series championship team on thirty eight million dollars when you got the Yankees that budget at that time was like one hundred forty million dollars. Well, so now you got these NFL teams and you got guys like Veach that remember this, you know, from 25 years ago when they were kids. And they're like, well, we should do that with certain groups of position players. Like, they're not going out. Kansas City is a perfect example. They're not going out and they're not getting high-end receivers. They're, they're signing guys like Ricky, Richie James. They're bringing back guys, uh, you know, uh, Justin uh, Justin Ross and, and, his, and this other guy from uh, uh, New York, uh, Kadarius Tony, you know, they're, they're just signing like these guys that are just having like semi breakthrough things. And here's the thing, no better than the receivers they lost, you know, like they lost Nicole Hardman to, to the Jets and the Jets have the Jets have Alan Lazard and stuff like that. And they're signed. They signed these guys for like $30 million and he's signing these guys for like $2 million for like one year contracts or, or three year contracts for like 6 million. Like he's getting them for nothing. Well, he's getting them for nothing. And then what are they going to do? They're going to draft. Well, you know what I mean? Like but and you're, you're, and he's building, he's building a Super Bowl team doing it. So yeah, why but, are other teams doing it? Well, you're, you're seeing a changing of the guard, right? That, that That's what's happening essentially in the NFL. Um, like in in the in the past and back in the day, it was to um, to win a Super Bowl, you needed to sign high end players, right? You needed to exhaust your salary cap on, on on key position players to win the Super Bowl, and that is not what is happening. The reason why the Kansas City Chiefs are not signing high end receivers is because of Patrick Mahomes, because let, I, I don't care what anybody says. A good quarterback will make subpar receivers good receivers. It's, it, it's not reversed. Subpar receivers, or I'm sorry, subpar, subpar receivers will not make a great quarterback. You know, it, it, it just doesn't work that way. You have to have a good quarterback and an elite quarterback to make subpar receivers good receivers. People forget. People forget that Tyree Kill, when when coming out of uh, Western Alabama after he was at um, Oklahoma State and got kicked out, that he was a kick returner, and in being a kick returner, he did not have great hands. They taught him how to catch the ball. Like he had more drops than I don't. 
like any name of name any of the decent receivers that you think are great receivers right now, you know, your DK Metcalf or your Christian Kirk or, you know, guys, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, any of those guys, take any of those guys that are going over the middle, taking it, AJ Brown, any of those guys. And they, he had like 30% more drops, you know, than they did. If you take the first three seasons into account, but people don't remember that, you know, people, people only see or remember the good. It's just like, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll throw, I'll throw numbers out for you. How about this one? Can you name the gentleman before he won his first NBA title, who was 24 and 29 in the playoffs? 24 and 29 in the playoffs before he won his first. Jordan. That's right. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And people seem to forget that. He just didn't he just didn't wake up magically in one day and he was he's winning playoff games. You know, the year before they they were playing the Pistons. And they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals four games to three. Well, it, well, that's the thing, right? Like, no, like you can have a great player that comes in in any sport who's a great player, and, and they draft that player thinking that they are going to be the the be all end all, the savior of their franchise, and uh, the thing that gets lost in translation with the front office is. Yes, you can draft a player that will be the difference maker in your franchise that can win you a championship. But you have to be able, after you draft him, you have to build a team around him. Because when the when the Bulls drafted Michael Jordan, the Bulls were in the shit house. I mean, let's let, let's be honest. Oh man, what they what they had to do, and the things, you know, and for people that don't remember that far back or, or think about that far back. Jordan came in as a rookie and he's playing guys like Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry, Larry Bird, Bird, you know, Kevin Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's playing these guys. Hell, Dr. J was still on the Sixers back then. You, you know, when Jordan came into the league, his first year in the league, Jordan came in and he and he told the media in Chicago. He told him he's like, "Listen, my goal is to every year make the playoffs." And his first year, they made the playoffs. Now they got swept in the first year, but you know, Moses Malone on the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, like, that, and that's back. That's back, and I don't know. I you know that's back when games were three games. You know the first. You know the first... I, they they still need to go to three games in the first season. It is, I, I understand that they they want to make money and, and go to 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 five games in 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 the first series. Stick with three. In my opinion, it should be the best of three in the first round, best of five in the second, and then best of seven to go to the championship. Yeah, it's, it, it should it should it should be that on on all, on, on all levels, you know, for that. But and, and seeing that's they don't keep things the same. Why don't they think games the same? Because everything, bottom line, entertainment about money, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to. You know what what drama what drama is going to be faced today? What drama is going to be drawn out to 
make things look cool or, or, or look amazing or, or look bad. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to shove some people down, you know, make them look bad, you know, and then, and then, you know, they're going to come out of it just because you think you're a great player. doesn't mean that you're on top of the world, that you're, you're bigger than the league. You know, uh, there's very few and far people in between that will ever be bigger than the league. And in the NBA's case, Michael Jordan is definitely one of them. I, I honestly think, dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there are only three people that are bigger than the NBA. Okay. Uh, and they're Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird, period. And I'm going to tell you what, this if this year's NBA playoffs are any indication, like the whole – LeBron and Jordan argument. LeBron James made the playoffs this year. They had to play a game to get into the playoffs that they won, and they're in the play. Michael Jordan. Well, ne- there was never any well, question uh, as to right. whether Michael Jordan is was in the playoffs. Period. Yeah, Michael Jordan's illegitimate son is playing against the Bulls tonight. I think uh, to uh, play for the play-in game, Bulls versus the Heat. There. From what I what I'm told, uh, and Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is, is he he does pretty well in the playoffs. I hate that he left the Bulls, you know, uh, but it is what it is. Jimmy Butler is a very Jimmy Butler is a textbook definition of Chicago sports franchises. That is what he is. Uh, Chicago sports franchises. Do not want to pay anybody. Mike, there, there are a few people in Chicago sports through all the realms of Chicago, Chicago sports that they will pay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the sport, what the team is. There are very few people in Chicago sports that Chicago sports franchises will pay to play on their team and to keep them on that. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Walter Payton, um, and I, other than that, it, it goes to hockey, Taves and Kane. And, and, but I, I was thinking about this earlier. Speaking you know, of hockey. <laughs> speaking of fucking hockey, you know. But well, I was, I, I was thinking know, about this earlier, right? Um, the, the Blackhawks are the, Okay, let let let's let, let's back up and let's look at uh, Chicago sports franchises and and paying players for what they are worth. The Blackhawks are the never Blackhawks. It never. It, you know, the thing is, is other than and I'm gonna be honest with you, other than Jordan, and Jordan most of the time took a pay cut. Jordan most of the time was like, all right, listen, forty five or fifty mil a year. Seems ridiculous, but I'm worth more than that. But I'll take that, you know. Like I, but it, he, sounds, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but like he had the endorsements, though. Right. That man well, made Nike that man gave made, him his Nike gave him his own division. He it, had so much stock in Nike well, that they're when, like, when, well, well, you look, own at, the company look at the now. new the new movie that's coming out, right? Air. Uh, yeah. yeah, I want to see that movie more than anything because that is nostalgic to my childhood. 
Nike was a nobody in the sports shoe world and then took a chance on Jordan. You know, they, he was they, they didn't even was, make basketball shoes when he was coming up. He was actually and, and they'll probably they'll they'll tell you in the mix they took a chance because Nike was very small back then. Yep. They were a small Seattle based uh, company back then. And he before that they were trying to get like, you know, track runners and baseball guys and and Adidas had them locked up. No, you know, yeah, well, you know, Nike, Nike, the- Nike, they were track, they were, they were, they were baseball, the tennis, tennis was big with Nike back in the day. You know, and we're talking, we're talking, I have a, I believe it or not, I have a pair of Nikes um, from 1978. They're all white cotton. I, I think you may have, you may have seen me wear them way back when, when my feet couldn't even fit into them. But, uh, they say made in the USA on the bottom. Now, I mean, they're worn, so they're not probably worth what they should be worth. But, man, to have a pair of Nikes that still say made in the USA, because everything's made in Malaysia or Taiwan. Right, you know, wherever the hell yeah. they're made for three cents on the dollar, you know what I mean? So uh, to have a pair like that is is crazy. And the big one, too, was Converse. Converse was Converse and um, and uh, Pro Wings were a huge basketball shoe. You know, people people well, forget about that. Yeah, well, well, Converse. Converse was the the it the it factor shoe of the NBA. You you look back when when Jordan came in as a rookie, and he was looking for a shoe deal. You look at uh, at at the shoes that the top stars had. Like Converse would not touch Jordan because they had Isaiah Thomas, they had Larry Bird, they had Mer- Magic Johnson, and all yeah. that. Like you know Reebok, Reebok wouldn't touch freaking Jordan because they had Charles Barkley, they had. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon. They had all these guys that were, you know. So and it's back, and it's back before the endorsement deals of actually like giving them their own shoes. You know, right? You remember, you remember growing up as a kid, and all of a sudden, like there were Air Jordans. You had Jordan ones and twos and threes and fours, and then right around those, along those lines, there was like, oh. You had the kid that had the new Converse that were green and white, and we're like, well, you just assumed those were Larry Bird's shoes. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Jordan redefined it. Now, then everybody all of a sudden had their own shoes. You know, like I remember all of a sudden Bo Jackson had cross trainers. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and, and it was, that was a huge, that was a huge deal for Nike. Like, that was a huge, huge deal. And it's something that people tend to forget that these are faces of people that, in their own right, in their own integrity as a person, changed the game, but also changed an entire genre of of looks, you know, shoes, comfortability. Like, all of a sudden, people's styles changed. More people were wearing gym shoes. Less people were wearing penny loafers. Yeah. No, you well, know? Well, you know what the thing is, is it, it, with every corporation, there is a moment, there is a opportunity that if you do not capitalize on it, it, that opportunity, if you capitalize on it, you are going to 
exceed. And if you don't, you are going to crumble and fall. Yeah. Yeah. Na- no, Nike, no. Nike understood that with some hesitance, but they understood that with Jordan. Right. That's no different than Dude, no I'm, different when, well, when the- I'm gonna tell, hang on. I'm gonna tell you right now. Nike wouldn't you would not be hearing if Nike did not sign Jordan and give him, you know, like, hey, the, the Jordan line of shit. Nike would have folded long, long time ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a it's no different than it's no different than, you know, us talking about, well, whatever happened to starter, you know, or whatever happened to champions. Chocolate. You know, uh <laughs> chocolate. Oh I I'm gonna tell you what though. You know, I was, Cha- I was champion, champion has made a resurgence. So, okay. I I'm I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the listeners back a little bit. When me and you were kids growing up in the eighties and the nineties, uh Champion was a a poor man's version of starter at best, right? That was something you could buy Kmart, Walmart, whatever. Payless. Um, yeah, yeah, payless. Um service merchandise, Montgomery Wards, you know. Now, yeah. and dude, I, dude, I, I see this with my kids. This, this was two years ago. We were asking my kids what they want for Christmas, and they're like, "Oh, I, I want, I, I want a champion sweatshirt." I'm like, "You want a champion sweatshirt? Like, what?" <laughs> He's like, "Like, yeah, we want a champion sweatshirt. That's the new hot thing." I'm like, "That's the new hot thing. That was fucking for poor people when I was a fucking kid." <laughs> but you so know what, what though, dude? Yeah, it's like like now it's like when when I was growing up, and I'm sure you can attest to this because we grew up at the same time. We were of drinking age at the same time, and that's right about when we knew each other and made the acquaintance. Uh, like like beer nowadays, you you see these kids like when I was younger, it was, you know. Paps Blue Ribbon and and old and, style, yeah, old, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking old style, old style, highlight, dude, dude, yeah, like wow. I, I can I, rem- listen. We can never go wrong on High Life. You gotta say, dude, man, we, I, we loved High Life, dude. High yeah. Life is a champagne of beers for fucking reason. All right, because it is smooth. You know, it's like. Like, I remember as a kid, dude, at, at my grandfather's house, at my mom's side of the family, my grandfather had several beers, and it, they were all cheap in his fridge. And every time we would go there, my grandfather or my dad would say, hey, go get me and your dad a beer. It was Old Milwaukee Red, oh, Old, Milwaukee yeah. Bo- Old Milwaukee Blue, Strohs, Hams. Hams. And on the, dude. Here's here's the thing. Listen, and you didn't know. Here's the thing. You didn't know Schlitz was malt liquor until right. until you were you were going to the ghetto. That's what I'm saying. With the old man, have some beer, right. <laughs> dude. It's like like everybody <clears throat> like Schlitz beer was like you know uh, you know uh, Schlitz beer is like the the the. Uh, the ghetto version of beer. Like, no, no. Like, 
like all slits. Some old it was English. the malt. It was the malt liquor, and then when they started to brew beer, that was like the the, the coup de grace. You know, it's like oh yeah. Oh. It was another like well, we were like you know because we were cheap Polacks. You're like, well, what do you get? And you're like, oh, we'll get a forty of this. What do you get? I'm like, I'm getting some Mickey's. I'm getting some Mickey's ice. This Little is kings. a dollar forty three, dude. <laughs> I can remember there was I. Dude, when I when I grew, yeah, right. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, okay. I can remember when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. Right. I had friends who had older brothers or older sisters. You used to go over that go go over that liquor store over there uh, in Dyer Sherville, ac- across from the the Red Barn over there. Yeah. The other other side because they didn't ID you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. By, by Sherwood Apartments over there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they don't they don't write, I don't care what you. I just want to sell beer. It's like right. You know, and the thing was, it's like they, they, they would, the beers that I drank, like I'm, I'm going to give the progression of beers as I was old. So when I was underage and I had friends who had older siblings that were 21, it was hams, it was old style and it was strokes. Right. Right. And then. When I graduated to being 21 and got of age, it was, oh, that, that, that beer is shit. You know, it's fucking shit. You don't want to go buy it. If you're going to pay money, you don't buy that shit. It was Miller Genuine Draft. Miller Genuine Draft was like the king shit of beers back in like the early 2000s. And there was always, there was always that one, you always had that one friend, that one hillbilly who was secretly homosexual that was drinking Bud Light. Yes. Or Budweiser. Oh yeah. Oh you do drinking that. That's that's not good beer. That's good beer. <laughs> you're, trying, you're not thinking that, that rice water is good beer. I'm sorry. Not- <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna tell you what. When they came out with this whole transsexual fucking ad for Bush Light or for, for Bud Light and it's like, oh they got a trans doing fucking got you know commercializing for, for Bud Light. I'm like I'm like, dude, I'm like, and everybody's shocked about it. I'm like, like we knew that back in the early nineties, only fucking yeah. like fucking homos want to drink. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that ain't no shock. You know, yeah. that's been going on for years, man. I don't know. I don't know. If all of a sudden, like King of Bears, like I get it. Yeah, you know? It's like it, it came to the mainstream and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you mean oh, Queen yeah. of Bears? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. It's like, oh, yeah, they got a trans person as their spokesman. I'm like, holy shit. Like. Like, and we all have they had trans all, persons as their fucking goddamn spokesperson. Anybody who drank Bud Light was like, "Oh, so, oh, what's it like to be gay?" <laughs> we we both had that one friend, and we're like, "Well, I like a couple of fingers in my butthole." Yeah. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh, I, you know, I met somebody we don't listen to this podcast. I'm just saying, you know. Besides those people in Belgium, shout out to Belgium. Found out we're huge in Belgium. Belgium. Straight up fucking badass waffles, motherfuckers. And and see, and that's the other thing is, and then you got older, 
And like, you know, my, my dad would be like, well, you gotta have the good beer. And I'm like, the good beer. Well, what's the good beer? Like, you know, like I didn't know. And he's like, well, and he's like, and I remember, I remember my grandfather drinking Grolsch. And to this day, I love, I love Grolsch. Or my dad would always have like Wolfenstein or or Wolfensteiner or some shit like that. Man, that is like some Black Death of beer before they made that Black Death water or whatever the fuck it was called. I'm like, I, this beer came out black. Like this is before Guinness, you know, yeah. like I'm like, this was amazing. Dude, and, a lot of people don't know. Guinness was not brewed until probably what, what, 1970, 1960 something. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm still not a beer kind of sort of this day, but I, I will say that if it wasn't for the older generations, and when I say the older generations, you know, I'm talking about the baby boomers. I'm talking about the greatest generation that ever lived. Next, baby. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily know about better beer, you know. And, and that's the other thing is, it's growing up and you're little and you're having a beer. Beer is not something you're going, oh, well, that tastes amazing. No. Beer no, is it not, like a, it's not a It's not a taste thing. And then, then – all of a sudden, something happened in the last 25 years where people are like, well, we're going to start infusing beer with sarsaparilla and oranges, and we're going to put maple syrup in beer and do this and do that. And all these micro brews, and they they ruined, in my opinion, ruined good beer. Well, you know, but that that's my opinion, and I got, I, I, I I got I young kids that will yell at me and tell me, oh, you're wrong. Well, what about this or what about that, you know? I, I don't necessarily think that they ruined good beer. I just think that they took it to another level, right? So I let's go back and 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 I'm gonna So are you saying let me ask you this and, and, and we'll 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 cut it we'll cut it uh after we talk about it, but what do you really think and you're a bourbon person, you're a rye person, you're a whiskey person, what do you really think about like crown apple or crown peach or or whatever else is out there that they're throwing you know like tasteful liqueur in with the liquor okay so you you know better than anybody okay i am a bourbon scotch whiskey just connoisseur i am a purist in that field okay that being said is do I think that there is a place for flavored uh, whiskey? Because a lot of people don't know this. Everything, whether it is scotch, bourbon, or whiskey, everything is whiskey. Okay? Everything is whiskey. It's bourbon whiskey and scotch whiskey, and then there's just straight up whiskey. And there are, it, 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 it is based off of the stages, even moonshine. A lot of people know moonshine is whiskey. I, I mean, I know that, but I uh, it is based off of maturity levels, right? So moonshine is the most immature or the infantile stages of whiskey, right? Um, and then bourbon is is the second, and then then it goes to scotch. And, and I like, and I like my whiskey. main person. I like my shine high end. Like it's got to be 140 proof. If it's not, if it's not straight ethanol, I'm not drinking it. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that. Here's the thing: the higher proof it is, 
the the younger it is. Oh, I, and I know that. Like, the, if you're getting, like, a lot of people think that, oh, the proof of it is 180 proof. It's 180 proof whiskey. Because moonshine bourbon scotch will not be 180 proof. But whiskey will be 180 proof. 180 proof whiskey is immature whiskey. You know, it. The higher the proof, the younger it is, and the less the less times it's been distilled. Yes, yeah. You, know. you know, it's the youngest of of whiskeys is is moonshine. The second youngest is bourbon. The, the third youngest is scotch, and then it's just straight whiskey. You know, now there are certain variances to that. Being now, that, what about what they used to they used to call it uh, rye. Rye, rye is completely different, right? Rye, okay, so in order to be called bourbon, it has to be comprised of at least 51% corn, okay? You can't, there, there, is a, there is a lockdown on bourbon, meaning that bourbon, the United States is the only place that can produce bourbon. Whiskey, scotch, Moonshine can per- be produced anywhere else in the world. Bourbon is the only one that can be produced in the United States because corn is the only thing that is not regulated outside of the United States. Corn is regulated in the so anybody else can produce scotch, whiskey, and all you know, Canada whiskey, whatever. You know, it's like only Jamaican rum can be made in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. I you know, it's like. And a lot of people don't understand. Like, I've had people, friends of mine that have said, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I'm not a big whiskey drinker. I'm not a big bourbon drinker. And, and, and in the United States, very few people say that they they want to start getting into scotch or they want to start getting into whiskey or moonshine. It's always bourbon, you know, because bourbon is the most American thing. Uh, bourbon cannot be distilled outside of the, uh, the U.S. That's just, that's a... You know, it, it just doesn't happen. Well, you better talk to my uncle, my uncle cousin Camille from uh, northern Poland. <laughs> like they they can they can distill it and say it's bourbon or whatever. I can guarantee you. Fuck. Well, I just I just recently found out I was reading I was reading um I was reading a blog earlier this week. Just found out that uh, Tios and uh, buys. Buys other vodka, Tito's, Im- yeah. immature vodka in bulk. They buy it from and, Russia and distills it under their own. Yeah, and yeah, then charges a, a premium for Tito's vodka. Well, that's why Tito's vodka is so expensive because they buy it from Russia. <sighs> and, and, and people are like, "Well, you know," and I'm like, "But at, at one point they did just you know make it here originally in the U.S. You know, but now you're still paying that premium price." For something that honestly, you can go out and get elsewhere. Yeah, well, you that's know. the thing. Like it's it, it's not the like back in the day. It was and like, they're not the only ones to do it. Like uh, Southern Comfort did it for for ages. Oh, a lot yeah. of people did. Oh, a lot yeah. of people did. A lot of people didn't know that Southern Comfort did it from like the uh, early nineties, early mid nineties uh, until like three four years ago. 
yeah. when they got rebought yeah. by somebody else. Well, they got rebought from their supplier. So Southern Comfort was like a lot of people don't understand this. Like a lot of people think that Southern Comfort is an American whiskey. And it's not. Southern Comfort is a blend of bourbon and scotch. And what they did was, is they were going off of the premise of we are an American made, American distilled Scotch or Scotch bourbon. And then the people that they were buying their recipe, they, they were buying pre-made, pre-distilled shit from, and they're just aging it beyond what it was, got tired of Hennessy making their money off of their shit. And a lot of people don't understand Hennessy originated from fucking Russia. So people don't know. And Russia got tired of it. And then they bought the name. They told the American companies like, like, no, no, we're not going to sell you it anymore. And then they, they bought out the rights. So, you know, it's, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, the, here's the thing about America. And I love America. I will fight to the death for America and everything. Like, there are very few things that are straight up American made. American steel and everything. Like, everybody sits there and thinks, like, oh, oh, you know, apple pie. Apple pie is so. Like, apple pie come. Apples originated in Kazakhstan. Do you want to know what the, the most American made? The three most American-made fruits in this country are, number one, blueberries. Blueberries originated in frickin' America. Number two, peaches. Number three, fucking strawberries. Not almonds. <laughs> they, they grow tons of almonds in California. Oh, California's his own fucking goddamn country, I swear to You know, uh... Speaking of speaking of things that are American, um, going back to to baseball, and because I was in, in this blog, I was reading about whiskey and you know things that are American and and stuff like that. And you had guys that invented the game, you know, guys that you thought for for all these years or the actual, you know, backdoor and, and, uh, the originators of, of baseball, you know, Hey, can you get your dick out of your dog's ass? That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and people are like, Oh, this is America's team. And I remember the Boston bean pickers and this and that. And, oh, yeah. and people are like, Oh, what the fuck is this guy talking? About? Well, you know, for, for the fair share of, of teams that you don't know about, I mean, for the teams that we talk about, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. You yeah. Know? And I will say that originally, originally, now the, the, the team's established status will say different, but when the, the Chicago Cubs came together in the early 1870s, um, 1871 to be exact, to start to form the team, and they were forming from, from other teams like the, the Bean Pickers, um, 
and the uh, the Cincinnati the Cincinnati uh, Red Stockings that later you know moved over to uh, to Boston, Boston. Yep. and there were other clubs there were other like, there were other there were other clubs out there they're just randomly and they weren't there wasn't major league baseball as of yet you know uh, and these first these first like you know eight teams and the Cubs had guys like Spalding. Okay, and and Spalding didn't just define the game as a pitcher, you know, or 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 a manager, but he also had his own company, and he made the baseballs. No, you know, well, back in the day, back then there were no home runs, so you'll never see. No, there were no, no, there were there were were home runs. They were ground field roll doubles, right? And back then they had they had fence posts, you know, stuck up with with twine, you know. And if they if it went over and it was okay, it's it's a ground roll double. There wasn't there wasn't home run. The home run didn't come about until after the turn of the century, like after Hack Wilson. You know, a lot of people a lot of people don't realize that either. You know, and you had you had so many guys and so many players, you know, like one of the first ones to ever wear a glove, you know, on, on their hand. Oh yeah. Was was Abner. And he was a cub. He was now, a cub. You know, like back in the day they didn't have gloves, they just taped the shit out of their fingers. Right. You know, and uh you had like Cap Anson and stuff like that. And then people forget about these guys. You know, there was more than one Cy out there it wasn't just Cy Young. There was other Cy's out there. Like you had these guys with all these weird names and, and, and stuff like that, and uh, you had like Double Day, and uh, you know the Cubs. And and I was listening to these young kids that are on the Chicago Cubs. Okay, talk about like oh this one or that one or who I'd like to play with. There's like a handful of them. None of them said Ron Say. Nobody of a sons Ron Santo. Maybe one or two said. I don't even know if maybe one of them said sweet Billy Williams. Nobody's, no. I think, I don't even know if anybody mentioned Ernie Banks. But do, you know? I'm going to tell you right now. Do you nobody know? Said, nobody you, said Hack Wilson. That's for damn sure. Hey, do you know there is one pitcher out there way, way, way back? Like, I'm talking like pre and current World War II players. Do you know there there is a pitcher out there that was one of the best pitchers in Boston Red Sox and New York Yankee pitching staff history. Do you know who he was? I sort of got if you tell me it was Babe Ruth. There you go. <laughs> Babe Ruth. <laughs> but that was back in a day when they all needed to do everything. Like, you know, I, I saw today that, oh, the, you know, Ian Happ. Ian Happ signed like a three-year fucking deal with the, with, with the Cubs, right? right? And then Jed Hoyer was on uh, on the radio, six seventy the score, and he's sitting there talking about, you know, yeah, you know, he wants to be a Cub, and we want him to be a Cub. <laughs> you know what made me laugh is like, like everything that he said, it's like, okay, everything that you have said, like. We want him to be a cub as long as he wants to be a cub. Like, no, you want him to be a cub as long as he want he's willing to take a, a downgrade in pay. Right. Well, because- and that, that, was, that was the whole thing. Right. You know, and, and it's like, well, same thing. And they were paying these guys, you know, even back then. I mean, like, what, what were they making? 40 bucks for the year? Yeah, well, like, nobody remembers that Roger Hornsby was on the fucking Cubs. Right? Like, nobody. Mordecai Three Finger Brown was on the fucking cup. Oh, Mordecai. 
It's like it. It's like you know what? It's like they sit there and say, you know, he he's got you know. Ian Happ's going to want to be a Cub as long as he wants to be a Cub. Really? Because you know what? You said the same thing about freaking Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, freaking Javier Baez. You know, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. You know, and they, uh, they forget. Uh, uh, Wilson they forget. Contreras. Dude, Wilson Contreras, Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood, Carlos Sombrano, uh, uh, Alex Gonzalez. You know what the difference is between Ian Happ and all those people? All those people were far and away better players than Ian Happ. And the thing is, is you're sitting there trying to glory. Like, he'll be a Cub as long as he wants. Yeah, until he has a couple of good seasons. He he signed a three-year deal. He signed a three-year deal. Now, let's say for those three years, he is a far and away better player. He's a three-time All-Star. He's leading the league or up, up there with batting percent, you know, Batting average, home runs, slugging percentage, whatever. I just want to. I want to say all I care about is is his run production and his defense. That's all I care about. Yeah, but That's you know what? About. He's not. He's he's not going to. He he'll be there for defense. He will be there. He, he's shown that. Well, and that's what I'm saying, though, is if you produce a team that's going to get you runs and you get on the bases, the bottom line is is you have to get on the base to win the game. If you can get on the base, you can win the game, and, and and nobody cares about that anymore. Nobody, nobody, are like, oh well, that model. You know, they they've even went away from that model, and that model proved right in two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. Hell, I mean, when the Cubs are trying to do it, there isn't any reason the Cubs shouldn't have won the World Series from twenty fourteen through twenty seventeen. Like they should have won every year for those four years. Isn't any fucking reason? Well, you know, oh, well, do they play the Cardinals? I don't give a fuck. Well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you right now, the Cubs should have won won a long a World Series long before 2016. Oh yeah, I completely but agree. Here's the problem, and and and, and the Cubs have fallen into Bill the- Buckner. <laughs> the Cubs have fallen into the same trap that ever, with one exception. The Blackhawks. <coughs> and the Blackhawks got out of that exception in twenty eight or two thousand eight, two thousand seven. But every Chicago team falls into the same trap. You have a team, you have a a core group of players that can get you to where you need to be, pay them their money, and then build a team around them. You know, pay them their money after their rookie contract, and then build the money, build the team around them. And they don't do it. They don't do it. What What do they always do? They did it with Walter Payton. They the only exception back in the day was the Bulls with Jordan and Pippen, but the Bull, the, the Cubs, yeah, yeah, the Sox, well, and, and then and then eventually, eventually they they look at they look at players and they're like, all right, is he a non essential? Is he, is he, do we need to pay him to get him, you know, and eventually, and people don't remember this, but Horace Grant left, Horace Grant left and went with Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway. And they was playing, he was playing in the, for the Orlando magic. Yeah. And what happened the first season he was, Horace Grant was with the fricking bulls through their first three championships. And he was doing, I, he was doing well. He was a beast in the paint. You know, like he was, he was averaging like 16, 17 oh, points yeah. a game. He was pulling down between nine and 10 boards. Right. You know, he, he was an animal in the paint. 
and then you get you you get rid of him because Jordan leaves, and then he they did the same thing with B.J. Armstrong, and then they send them both to the freaking Orlando Magic, and what happened? What happened? The the first two years that Jordan was well, first year Jordan was they with, the, they made the, the playoffs, and then Jordan comes back like, and then they face him in the freaking playoff. And then the the Orlando Magic beat the Bulls in the playoffs the first year that Jordan's back. And then some rookie talks shit to Jordan and P.J. Armstrong and Horace Grant hear it. And then they get in the locker room and took to the rookie and be like, what the fuck did you just do? God damn it. <laughs> like, he might be shooting two for 45 right now. And like, now yeah. you know, he, you he's going to be off. 50 for 56 tomorrow. You know, yeah. Like, and, oh. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. You know, and people, people don't, remember, people don't remember that stuff. And I, and let me be wrong. I'm not going to talk shit about Jordan. Like I love Jordan. I, you know, outside of the man listening to anybody talk about the way, not just how he played his game, but how he maintained his true personality outside of basketball. Yes. Everything with him and he was a betting man. He was a betting man and and he'll 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 tell you, you know, like he would bet on anything. And that's why if you remember they had the McDonald's commercials with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and they came up because of a a question of a betting uh thing in an all star game where Michael Jordan and Larry Bird were practicing horse at the fucking uh, all-star game together. Oh, and yeah. one of the McDonald's all American executives was over because they were having the, the high school game across the street or, or whatever back then. And he was like, this is a great idea for a commercial. Oh yeah. You know, like he's like, well, you know, and, and, and Jordan, Jordan and, and bird, they used to, and they didn't bet money. That was the thing. Even though Jordan was like, I, you know, I'll bet money. They both had money. They didn't bet money. They would bet minutes. Yes. They would bet minutes on yes. the floor. So they had more minutes on the floor. Do you know that in, in – and this happened when Jordan was like a fucking rookie. And then the next year, his, his sophomore season in the, in the NBA, he had a bet with Larry Bird. And they, and they lost in the first round of the playoffs to, to Bird and the Celtics. He goes – I guarantee you, I'm gonna outscore you and play more minutes. He goes, hey, "I'll bet you ten grand in the fucking eighties, ten grand." Right, and he goes, "Like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen." Larry Bird walked off of the court after that first game and told reporters, "He goes, yeah, I'm fucked. I'm gonna owe Jordan money." You know, and it's 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 crazy. It's crazy to think about like the those were those were the things you know, and it, it, it was outside of basketball. You know, that's why I said like, when these guys these guys were bigger than basketball. I I do think that there are guys today that are bigger than basketball. I don't like I don't I'm not I'm not a rah rah LeBron fan, so don't ever give me yeah, wrong no, and, and me say that I am. But LeBron is a guy who is bigger than basketball. I I you know he, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of he's got a media company going on. You know what you though? Know, he's, got a, I, he's got a he's got a lot of that he does for the unfortunate kids and underprivileged and he's got hell he's got an entire high school named after him or that he sponsors in Cleveland. I'm pretty you sure. You know what so, though? You know? Here, here's my thing, and I and I can respect him for that. I really can. I, and, and, and that's and, what I said. I respect him for that. 
But if you're going to talk about, yeah, you can be bigger in basketball in terms of outside of basketball, but just basketball in general. Let, let, let me tell you something. They're, they're, okay, the whole LeBron-Jordan argument, in, in my opinion, LeBron's not even in the top five. Probably not top ten. Not but to me. If 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 you're going to if you're going to make the argument as LeBron is better than Jordan, okay, this is my this is my only art, and it's the only argument I need. When Jordan came up, by the time his rookie year was over with, nobody was saying who is better: LeBron, Magic, Bird, Elijah, uh, Elijah, uh Abdul Jabbar. Nobody was saying. By the time his rookie year was over, over with, that argument was squashed. Right. And now LeBron here, twenty years into his fucking career, everybody's sitting there saying, "Who who's better?" LeBron. Well, LeBron is sitting like, 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 no, no. If you are making arguments for LeBron twenty years into his career, that is proof positive that he is not better than Jordan. Period. Is it, is it the last game of the regular season for hockey? Uh, yes. I was like, oh, man, the Hawks are, Hawks are, Hawks are going to play Philadelphia. I, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We're, we're, we're going to pause it. I'm going to use the facilities, and I'll be right back. Sure, oh, we're pausing? Okay. We've got to pause yeah. it. And uh, Wyshynski, you know, I mean, the Bruins, little McAvoy. Yeah, I, I you know congratulations to them breaking an age old record. Yeah, I you know what, you know what hockey falls into that whole spectrum of of most sports, right? And and and, and here's and it chaps my ass so much, it really does. It like goddamn it chaps my ass because the Blackhawks have fallen into they they were trendsetters back in. 2006 to 2008, you know, winning their first Stanley Cup in 60 years, and they're going on to win three in the next 10 years, right? But but they also fell victim to the same thing that everything, every single sports team in Chicago falls victim to, is they, they're pioneers in the fact that they paid money to get their championship, right? And what yeah. did they do to do that? They, they re-signed Taves. They re-signed Kane. They re-signed Keith. They re-signed Seabrook. They picked up Hosa and free agency, and they re-signed him again. But then when they won a couple of championships, what did they do? So they were pioneers in the fact that they were willing to pay money up front in in these players' younger years to win championships. But look at what they've done now, right? They traded Kane to New York because – He's in the. Granted, he's only thirty no, like, years old. They don't want to pay the money in the twilight. Well, and let's see. Here's the thing, and it's like the other day when someone was like, "Well, um, what's his face? Pretty boy in Pittsburgh is 35. 35. Sidney Crosby. He he's thirty five, and he's he's like I don't know the sixth or seventh youngest to get to fifteen hundred points, and I'm like. <laughs> And here's me thinking, 
Wayne Gretzky did it in like so many seasons, <laughs> right. like, you know. Like, and I remember everyone's like, he's the great one. It's like, right. shit. you know, like I remember when everyone's like, oh, he's the next Gretzky. I'm like, he's not the next Gretzky. Like, there's not going to be the next Gretzky. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe in the next 50 years. Like, I'm excited that there's like, like Nick Suzuki. You know that 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 uh, Japanese kid is on the Montreal Canadiens. You right? know, like like, how, like when does that happen? Like, hey, you got some <laughs> Japanese kid that's like a freaking you know blue chip hockey player. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like I'm excited. That, like for me, that's what's exciting in hockey. Like, I don't care if they got a new team or something like that. Like, I came from an era where like you had guys that were like. Pierre Turgeon or, or old Samuelson or Christopher Hue, former Blackhawk. You, know? you know, like like Sergei Fedorov, you know, Pavel Mire. You know, you had guys like that, like Andrew Chuck. You had guys that were just like, you know, just fucking pounding it out like French Canadians, you know, yeah. Americans or Russians coming over. Right. You know, like I'm waiting to see the first Nigerian on ice, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Hey, when are we go? When are we going to take the ice? I want to play. I want to shoot the puck. You know, it's like shit. Like I don't do like we, Well, and it's like you know, and that's what I mean. Like you remember back in the day, and and not not, not crossing back over as a segue into football, but when Christian Okoye and they called him the Nigerian Night Bear was from Nigeria, and all of a sudden this guy played at, at uh, Pacific University. And he was a soccer player. Like he never played yeah. football in his life. Yeah. But but he was six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds. Like and you couldn't like, you couldn't you deny play his football. size. Right. Yes. Like like listen, we're gonna give you this ball and you just run through this line and go and why isn't he have a movie? Why doesn't he right. have a movie? You know, like, <laughs> right. like the end like, there was a movie back in the freaking early nights. Like, why is there not another? Shit. You, know, you could you could sell Kurt Warner to everybody because he was back in groceries, but you couldn't sell the Nigerian nightmare. Come on, I tell you what, uh, my kids' high school, my kids' high school team, right for for football. Like now, he didn't they or not football for basketball. Like neither my 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 boys played middle school basketball and football, and then they just focused on football now. But there there is a kid. My older son he's like. Yeah, they like you know, there, there's a freshman that plays varsity basketball, right? And he, and, and he starts. I'm like, oh, I said, okay. What what position does he play? And he's like center. I'm like, okay. I, I, I he's like, I, I, got an, I got an understanding as to why he plays center. And he's like, really? I'm like, okay. I said, not not to get racist or anything. I'm like, what is he? Is he black or white? He's like, oh, he's black. I'm like, okay. I said, how tall is he? He's like, he's seven foot. I'm like, yeah, that's why he's starting center for varsity. He's like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, he doesn't need to be athletic. He's tall. Hand him the ball. He's going to tower over everybody and just slam at the floor. If you're seven foot, your reach is at least. Right. You're 14. Right. You're nine and a half foot. Right. Right. So. If you're seven foot, your wingspan, every, and a lot of people don't know this. Like I'm six foot one, six foot two. My wingspan is six foot eight. So 
if you're seven foot, your wingspan is at least eight foot, which means you have to stand on your tippy toes to just slam it home in the rim. I'm like, like if you're that tall, a high school or a college is not recruiting you to play base basketball because of your skill. Right. You, you have to be, you're tall. All you have to do is have good hands and good coordination. That, 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 that's, you don't even you have, have to ask that. Ask Scott Bradley. He'll tell you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, like somebody, somebody's going to pay you millions of dollars to just stand in front of the hoop and block oh, yeah. the ball. Like, dude, and, 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 dude, I'm going to tell you what. Let's go back to hockey. I don't understand what these NHL teams are thinking with these small dudes who are short, skinny, you know, put pads on. Oh, they look big in front of the net. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm an NHL recruiter in college, hey, What's oh hey what's up you're you're, you're a three hundred and fifty pound heavyweight wrestler so you're good on your feet and you can go to your knees and and move quickness you're a thirty three hundred and fifty pound wrestler hey you want to play fucking goalie like <laughs> I want a big motherfucker that blocks like he doesn't have to do nothing but stand there and block off the net. Yeah, who's got who's got so and that's just the thing is, is you look at and the you know we'll take the Bruins for example you know they're about to probably win their 60, 64th, 65th game right you know uh, Linus Olmark he's six foot four two hundred and fifteen pounds you know and his GAA this year is one point eight nine you know like and you're not gonna find you're not gonna find a better goals against average I mean and that's that's just, that's just him. I mean, you like anybody, you know, everybody, every flip Gustavs and he's what, like six, two, you yeah, know, but you know what about, about the Bruins goaltender here? Here's the funny thing. Most people don't know that he started the year as a fucking backup. Well, right. Cause Swayman, you know, Swayman was in there and, you know, and there again, Swayman, Swayman's playing tonight. You know, and and it's hard. Like, when's the last time and you think about? Remember the Hawks when the Hawks had? Oh man, when the Hawks had Eddie Belfour and who was the other guy? Number thirty nine. Oh jeez, way oh, back in the day, yeah, exactly. and they had they had two goalies that were amazing. Like, you know, and you don't always have that, but to have to have two goaltenders. That are in the top three in the league. Was it Patrick Wap? No, I don't think it was Wap. No, it, it's like, I, can't, I can't off the top of my head. Before they, I, but oh, you know man. what though, Eddie, Eddie Belfour is a prime example. Eddie Belfour was an elite goalie in the league, and then they just up and decided to trade him to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like for what? Like you didn't get was shit the- for him. Was it the Maple Leafs or did he go to Dallas? No, he went to he went to the Maple Leafs first and then went to the to the Dallas Stars. I remember when they were the North Stars and they were in Minnesota. <laughs> Which is where they should have fucking stayed. I don't care. Fuck what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that guy. Yeah, I'm a motherfucker. You know, it's it's you don't see you don't see the the names that you see anymore, you know. And and hockey, I used to love hockey. 
I, I really did. I, yeah, there was a point in my life where I absolutely loved hockey. And I think it's just, uh, again, like anything else, they want, they want a certain amount of drama. They want it to be a certain amount of entertainment, you know? And well, it's like, well, like, 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 like they're going to, they're going to, they're going to project, you know, with the Bruins are like, are they going to get the president's trophy and the Stanley cup? I don't know. Like, you know, they're going to make it into a drama, a drama filled series. You know, I, I was just like, I remember when, when, uh, what was it? The when golden Knights came on the scene and I was like, I was like, they're drafted. And I was remember the, in the draft, they got the supplemental draft and they were getting all these guys. And I'm like, I'm like, the golden Knights are like, Taking like everybody. Well, I remember they did that fucking Timu Salani and dude, all these I, other guys, and I'm well, like, they, they took they, they dude, they took a goaltender from uh, 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 the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Lafleur. They took yeah. Lafleur. It's like, like what the like Lafleur was a top tier goaltender. Like what the fuck? And the Penguins couldn't do shit about it. Right, and I was like, I, I told, and I told it. Uh, you know, I, I told Michelle at the time, I was like, I was like, the Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup next year. She's like, you're high. She's like, put yep. money on it. I'm they like, went, they, they, I, were, they, they were one step away from the finals. I Yeah, I was like, she's like, get out of here. I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling you. I was like, I, you know, I'm like, they're going to play L.A. And, uh, you know, I said, I said, they're, they're, I'm not, it's going to be the fucking either the Kings or the Knights. And she's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm. And sure as shit, that next year, and I and I couldn't believe it, you know. And they've been, they've been pretty much first in the Pacific Pacific Division since they've come in to the well, league. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm gonna tell you what. That's what I. And it I, goes back to drafting well. I it's I about don't, GM. But you know what though? When you're a new team coming into the NHL, it's not about draft. It's not because. They, what are you talking about? That GM put that team together. Like yeah, he knew who he was taking. Yeah, but you know what? He knew who he was taking because the NHL could not do anything about it. This is the problem with with expansion teams in the NHL. You look at the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You look at the Seattle Kraken. The Seattle right. Kraken are in the playoffs this year. This yeah, is their yeah. first fucking year. The problem is is the the NHL is this, the is NHL, it the first year yeah uh, no, no it, you know no it's their second year but they made their playoffs last year in their first year right. the 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 uh, Vegas Golden Knights the Seattle Kraken both have made the playoffs their first three years in the playoffs and I say three years because the Vegas Golden Knights are in their fourth year and they've made the playoffs for four straight years. And then the Seattle Kraken are in their second year and they've made the playoffs. The problem with the NHL is, is they use, they give too many liberties to the expansion teams, right? So when you look at the draft for, or, you know, these expansion teams have their own draft, like it's just the expansion team and they're drafting other players. Right. And then and then the other teams are bargaining with the expansion team to not take people. It's like they make it so unfair for the new team coming in. 
Like, and I understand and, and I get it. It's a new team. You want to make them competitive because if they're not competitive out of the gate, the city's not going to embrace them and dump money into the team. I get it. But like, there has to be like, there is no like fucking Christ. There is no reason why a expansion team right out of the gate is going to make the playoffs for fucking three years in a row. I still want to know what happened to the Nordiques. <laughs> the Nordiques became the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I know. I, I, I'm joking. Remember when Joel Sockick and Olin Nolan and all them guys were on, on the uh, Quebec Nordiques? Nobody knew what a Nordique was. The Quebec Nordiques. Dude, I'm t- like... The NHL is missing out on a shit ton of opportunity. You move to Hartford, Whalers, Hartford, Connecticut. Huge hockey town. Huge. Huge. Hartford, the whale. Right. Oh, dude, that was the most infamous logo in hockey history. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. Right. Somebody's eating somebody's pussy, I'm sure. Well, and I was, you know, like, what do they do in Hartford? Where did they, what do they become? Like, you know, like, what like, do they move I, them to? Dude, I don't understand. That it, like, you move the North, like, like fuck! Like, what are you doing? Like, like hockey, hockey's huge in the Northeast, and hockey's right. huge in Canada. Like, like it just—I don't, I don't get it. You know, like I, I don't get it, and, I, and I'm not going to get it. And again, I think what it is is it's money. Because who's going? Here's the thing: Hartford, Hartford. I, I don't even know. Is Hartford still in Connecticut? Is it Rhode Island? I can't remember. No, it's Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut is a ghetto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but and bottom line was, is the city didn't want to, and that's what happened, is the city did not want to pay for a better stadium for their number one draw, which was the whale. And if you're not going to pay for upgrades and to get the, the, the team to stay there, then you're not, that, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's it. You know, I mean, it's it's no it's no different than like if and I, I hate to use this as an example, but if you had a if you had a uh, we'll say basketball team in Little Rock, Arkansas, you know, Ar- Arkansas is the armpit of the country. You know, Little Rock is is is, is terrible if you're on the south end of Little Rock, Arkansas. You out there, people out there know what I'm talking about. It's like being on the southeast side of Chicago. You know, it's it's a ghetto, and and the bottom line is is money wise, you're not going to get people to draw to come there and and watch these games when they're worried about their lives. You know, because because the Hartford fans, Hartford fans, Connecticut's not that far from anywhere else in in New York or or Rhode Island or or anything else. You got to figure Martha's Vineyard's right up there. You know, uh, and that and that was that was the thing is you had a ghetto right next to. Rich people, like everything else. Well, dude, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Look look at where we're at in Indiana. Okay. We have a football team. We have a basketball team. 
explain to me why we don't have a hockey or a baseball team. Like, explain Chicago, to me that. Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, no, and no, Chicago no, Blackhawks. No, 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 no. You, that, that's not even, like, you can't even, that's not even an argument. I mean, like, seriously, like. Toledo Rockets? <laughs> <laughs> like, hello, Mr. Minor League. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, for, 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 well, that's the thing. The reason you don't have it, because you don't have the, you don't have the draw for it. I, which I, I think is bullshit. And I'll tell you why I think it's bullshit. Um, for, for people that don't know, um, in Indiana, there used to be, there used to be uh, the Radisson uh, Star Hotel. There used to be different venues for people to come and and sing at and perform at. Well, right now in Gary, Indiana, they have the Hard Rock Cafe, um, hotel and gambling casino, and they have they have big name stars coming there. You know, oh, Jeremy. Yeah. I was telling Jeremy about it the one day. And Jeremy was making fun. And I was like, no, dude. I'm like, they got like Kevin Hart coming. Ice Cube. I'm like, they got, I mean, granted, these, there's out there, there's other, you know, music groups and comedians out there that are coming there. But like, they have like, you know, like Shaka Khan or, or uh, they got, uh, you know, Lip Biscuits coming there and stuff like that. Like bands and groups that are, that are good, you know, from the last 25 years and they're playing there. Why? Because they can fit between twenty and twenty-five thousand people. But they're selling out too, right? You know, I mean, let's face facts. Kevin Hart just doesn't do anywhere. You know, well, that's I mean, the it's, thing. like Kevin, Kevin Hart is not. Kevin Hart is not a has been. Right, and it's not. It's not in the middle of Gary, Indiana. It's it's off the highway with easy access. It's not in the middle of the ghetto. You know what I mean? Like it's on the outskirts of the ghetto between you know Gary and and what you would consider Griffith, Indiana, or Cleveland Heights over there. You know, I'm gonna tell you what, Jeremy better shut his fucking mouth until he gets up on the fucking podcast. That's all I'm gonna fucking say. <laughs> Has been, I, I, I don't want like, your I, I don't want your fucking opinion. I don't want your opinion until you get up on the fucking podcast, goddamn. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, he's been, he's I got been violent there for a minute. So. He's been drinking. I ain't been drinking. Okay, maybe it's a little not, bit, but whatever. It's irrelevant, but yeah. You know, we don't we don't talk enough about Major League Soccer, the Premier League, the Champion. No, I'm joking. We will never Never talk about that. Shit. God damn it! What are you trying to do to this podcast? Shit! Oh my god! I was just, I was just making fun. Uh, you know, I there, there isn't anything I think that is, you know, going on crazy right now. I mean, everybody's getting ready for the NFL draft. Uh, the NFL owners are, are trying to come together and, and, you know, push Schneider out. It's going to happen in Arizona before too long, you know, uh, in, in the, in the wrap up here in the next 15 minutes. I mean, you got the, the drama going on with, with Lamar Jackson hats off to the, uh, where we got the Tampa Bay Lightning on a 13 game winning streak. You know, uh, last, last time, last no, time no, somebody no, no. won 13 Tampa games. Bay, Tampa Bay Devil Rays in baseball. 
Oh, whatever. Fuck, I don't know. Somebody in Tampa. Here's the thing. Tampa Bay is actually a bay in Tampa. There really is no Tampa Bay city. Like, nobody really knows that. Geographically speaking, there's a city of Tampa, and then there's Tampa Bay itself, the waterway, but there's no Tampa Bay as a fucking city. Just thought I'd clear that up for everybody. Well, you know, it's it's, uh, it's uh, aesthetically, aesthetically pleasing to the ear. Yeah, well, yeah, the Rays are on, what are they, 13? I don't, I don't think anybody's won it's a, more than 20 uh, games yeah, since yeah, the Athletics it's, uh, did. Yeah, it's a 11 or 12 game winning streak. They're undefeated. Yeah, I don't They're know undefeated you, right now, so... Did you hear about that kid? Um, oh man, the kid, the, the the high draft pick perspective, the wide receiver. What was his name? Jefferson from uh, Louisiana Lafayette. He got into a car crash uh, earlier this week. He was supposed to. He's supposed to be a mid round pick. And you got you got the the Hawks clearing up the basement at twenty six and forty nine. I I don't even know that people watch the Hawks anymore. They're going to have to do something to to get themselves back. And people are still talking about these quarterbacks in the draft, dude. I don't I don't I don't, I don't get Did it. Did you know? I, I I don't know if you've noticed, but there was an article that was put out by ESPN that said that. Because of free agency and the potential trade with Lamar Jackson that uh, like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young have fallen into late, late, early second round draft picks. Again, and you know how I feel about it. I I, I just don't. I like. I think it's like. A, I think it's like a, a Cliff Kingsbury type. You know, like I, I think it's it's just like a a Case Keenum. I don't think they're 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 ridiculously prime talent. I you know what I mean. Like I I don't even think Tua Tagliavolo is that good. If I'm being honest, and and I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I just I just you know. It's like it was like back when back when uh, Doug Flutie got picked up by the Buffalo Bills in '98. For those of you that don't remember, Doug Flutie was out of football for like four years. Most was, underrated quarterback in it. Was, and he was kind of wa- washed up in that way. Doug Flutie's only like five foot nine, five foot ten at tops, and they were like, "Oh, well, we got." Whoever they picked up, the first they picked up Flutie for like four years or something like that for like twenty million, and it, and then and it was like ah, oh, every, not everybody was sold on Doug Flutie, and then they picked up like uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, I, like I, let's we'll, we'll say it wasn't Brad Johnson, but I I, I love Brad Johnson. The, the Brad Johnson's a, a great gimmick quarterback, helped Tampa Bay uh, win a. Uh, a uh, Super Bowl, but they picked up somebody like that back then, and they were sold on him. First game of the season, the guy goes down like a sack of potatoes, and they they basically are like, "All right, well, we're going to give Doug Flutie a chance." Doug Flutie took him to the playoffs. 
Like, Doug Flutie just went in and just devastated. You know, now none of these guys, none of these guys have the charisma that, say, a Doug Flutie had. You know, and we're talking, we're talking 25 years ago. These kids don't even know who the hell Doug Flutie is. You know, and, and, I, and, I, and I say that because there are far better quarterbacks that you're going to find in the lower end of the draft that are out there that can be developed into great quarterbacks. There's guys that aren't going back to school for like their sixth season. I think like, like, like Bo Nix is Bo Nix is going to be 30 before he gets drafted. You know, like he's out there in, in uh, uh, Oregon and or like, like the Stenson Bennett kid. Okay. I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on him either. I'm just saying he's just as old as Lamar Jackson and he's coming out and it's in the draft, you know, he'll probably get picked up in either the seventh round or get picked up by the XFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's guys out there, you know, that yeah, you got Dugan from TCU. And here's the thing. You got guys that are coming in next year's, you know, next year's draft class that are way better. Uh, I can't think of that kid's name from Washington um, for the Huskies. Although I don't believe Washington quarterbacks are great. You know, that's never been a thing uh, with the exception of, of uh, Gardner Minshew at Washington state. You know, he fought his way to get there. Go Cougars. But there's not a lot of great guys out there. And like you said, it's a changing of the guard. You're seeing the last of some of the greatest quarterbacks that have ever played the game, handing over the reins to these young kids. Like, like, what's the average age of the oldest quarterback right now? Is twenty six or twenty seven? You know what I mean. And that's yeah, that's Patrick yeah. Mahomes, that's Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean. That that's that's those guys. You know, like you got these guys that have been in the league like two three years now. You know, like uh, get down for the the Jaguars, uh, Lawrence. You know, like you got Tua. It, there's no more. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on his last legs, and and let's say, let's say, out of the, the whim of of humanity, that Tom Brady comes back for like a sixty third season or whatever oh, yeah. he's on. Now, you know, like that's it. Those old guys. That's it. Everybody else is under the age of thirty in the NFL as a starting quarterback, and and that's what you have. You know. Like is is that and that that's it, you know that's it NFL. What do you what, you know? So <clears throat> and it's just like you got these people who are talking about some of the greatest running backs over the last three years. For some reason, people forget to talk about Nick Chubb. Oh, you got yeah. Josh Jacobs okay. and you got Derrick Henry, and I'll talk about Saquon Barkley and this and that. Did you forget about Nick Chubb? Like, where does he go in that conversation? He's a top three running back. Why are people forgetting to talk about him? Because he plays in Cleveland. Plays for the Browns. Yeah. You know, and it's like anything else. It's going to get lost in translation. Same thing happens in Major League Baseball. Wilson Contreras got good. Had a couple good seasons for the Cubs. Gets picked up by the haters. You know, I'm not a Cardinals fan. You know, he's, 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 you know, taking over, took over for Yachty down there. That's, that's where things progress. Things progress. And anymore, the NFL is just like any other sport. They're going to get their value out of the guys 
and they're going to dump them because they're becoming injury prone younger and younger and younger. Why is Ezekiel Elliott not getting picked up? Injury prone. Why is Lamar Jackson going to get a guaranteed contract? Injury prone. They're going to get the value out of you. You're just a piece of meat. You're just market value. Know your place. You want to know who's bigger than the NFL? Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because he made himself that way indispensable. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I hate to say that. And, you know, and Mahomes is is a good guy on top of everything else. You know, Uh, same thing was with Brady. You know, he made himself indispensable to where, okay, same thing with Peyton Manning, you know. But when when the football is over, what are you doing? You know, and that's with any sport. You know, when, once once your time is gone, your knees are gone. It's like like David Justice happened to him in the early two thousands when he was when he was done playing ball, and you know the Atlanta dumped him off to New York, and the Yankees didn't want to pay him his contract. The A's picked him up. A's picked him up for like two and a half million, and the other oh, six yeah, and a half million was being paid by the New York Yankees. You know, just to dump his contract to get rid of him. You have to, you have to believe in, in what you are. You have to believe in what you're doing. And you're not going to get anything done without work. Yep. And if you love the game, whatever game you're playing, you have to know that you have to go out every single step of the day, whether it's practice, whether it's the game, and give it a thousand percent. I guarantee you that's the same kind of speech that Deion Sanders is given to his Buffaloes amid their spring game coming up this oh, weekend or dude, next weekend. I'll tell you what, Colorado will be in the mix for the playoffs. Uh, I listen. If I would be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll be disappointed if the Buffaloes don't go seven and five or eight and four this season. I'm watching him in practice. I've been been watching stuff on his YouTube channel. I'll tell you what, fucking Horn Jr. Horn Jr. and Travis Hunter are beasts. Beasts. A lot of people don't remember that Horn's uh, dad used to play for the Saints. He was a, a good wide receiver too in oh, his own right. His kid yeah, yeah. his kid is even faster than he is. Or he you know what I mean? Like and it's just and and they have a defense. They have a defense. And they got all these guys that came through the transfer portal. Oh man, the way they look. They got a bunch of they got some guys that are walk ons. They got some guys that are walk ons that are just as good as their scholarship athletes. You know, so don't be surprised if you see a shakeup, you know, and, and that's and, and just because like one guy, one thing happened there where he left. Then you had the running back coach from NIU leave to go and fill a position somewhere else. And it creates a scatter, you know, like one one thing that one person does creates an entire scatter, an entire wave through that college football. And people don't think about that. People don't remember that. You know, you know, when you're a coach somewhere, USC just hired Kingsbury to be their quarterbacks coach. Kingsbury, for those of you that don't know, was Patrick Mahone's coach in college at tech. And for those of you who don't know, Kingsbury was a hell of a player back in the day 
setting college football records. And if you look, if you look up top top three and top four, maybe top five in yards of all time, I guarantee you, Cliff Kingsbury is up there. Now, maybe he's not a great head coach. Maybe he wasn't a great head coach at Arizona, but I like the fact that he's going to be coaching these kids at USC. And you got who? Who do you got over there? You got Caleb Williams. Yep. Next year's draft class. I'm just saying, there's going to be other guys coming out and what the plan is for the NFL and what guys and what teams are going to tank to take these kids that are coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And maybe the bears will win eight or nine games this season. Jesus Christ. Wish hey, I listen, I don't, I'll be honest with you. And, I, and I'm a chiefs fan. Well, the way that I'm seeing the roster, you know, Line up right now. If the Chiefs win ten or eleven games, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. You know, I don't think they're going to be fourteen and three next year. No, but they'll still predominantly make the playoffs. I'm not saying they won't make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. 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 Can make playoffs. <laughs> And I just like just like watching the beginning of the MLB season. You're like, oh, the Cubs don't look terrible. Oh, nobody looks terrible. They're they're they're, they're twelve games in. They're thirteen games it's in. It's early. It's early. Come 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 talk to me when it's mid May, end of May. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it then. So, well, all right, brother. It was, it, it was a good show, homie. And we'll have a we'll have back to back shows coming. Uh, the whole reason we didn't uh, give you a sixth episode off the bat was because I was sick. Pardon me. I'm still a little under the weather. Um, this episode is uh, is brought to you by uh, Dunright Gutters and More. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, get a hold of them at uh, 219-306-6839 for your exterior and home needs. Uh, I'm I'm big old Dan Eric. I am the other half of two shots of ginger. Uh, I'm big old Dan Eric on every platform you can reach me on. You know, anything that exists that's out there, I'm big old Dan Eric. Yeah. Uh, my email address is ericbarnat at msn.com. And I look forward to your emails. I'll see you what emails I got uh, this week, and I will answer them accordingly um, in the next episode. All right, bro. You got to do your sign off now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I've had too much to drink. I'm fucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta you talk about that guy that has the the print shop. Yeah, or whatever down it. it's all good. We'll talk about him next week. It's all good. So. All right, and we're off. <laughs> <laughs>